Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Chuba, chaba, chuba, chaba, chuba. Chuba, chaba, chuba, chaba. Oh, this, um, welcome to the podcast. This, this is, is um, Michelle Obama's podcast. Michelle and out. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, it should uh, be, right? It should be not existing. <laughs> we should be the only podcast. Mm-hmm. This is VHS. I'm Kyle. I'm Sean. Twice the size of Joe Rogan. What? I said I'm twice the size of Joe Rogan. Both uh, uh, weight and height. Probably not weight. He does have a giant dome. You know, it's just rolling around up there. He's pretty thick for a little guy. Grandma stands on the very same land from the old house up on the hill. I also don't think you're technically twice his height. No, that'd be pretty funny. He's only like five six or something. He's like Puck. Yep, but Puck, that's one. Yeah, he's only like five six. (laughs) That reminds me, I got the uh, creator of Savage Dragon uh, tweeted a comment (laughs) the other day that Larson. Yeah, Eric Larson. Because yeah, he did some. I guess he did some team up Canadian book where Savage Dragon. I forget what it's called, like the Fighting North or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I tweeted that the Alpha Flight lawyer was online too. He's like, what? I think it's pretty obvious, sir. No, that's comic books. There's all sorts of knockoff teams <laughs> with everything. Shit, right? Yeah. Fucking Justice Society of America, Justice League, Avengers. It's all the same shit. <laughs> Fantastic Four, X Men, Spawn. Titans. Spawn's just Batman, Spider Man, <laughs> and Faust, Faust, the very popular outlaw comic at the time. Tong Fran just stole everything from that and made it more um, mainstream palatable. I made it superhero. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Tong Fran though, quite a success. <laughs> you don't say. Oh, speaking of comic books, did you uh, end up reading any of the uh, Hickman's X Men run this week? No, it's like way too much effort to get into comic books now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is uh, ridiculous. Oh, I mean, honestly, right after the the six issue, or I guess twelve issue thing, the powers of House of Nonsense, mm-hmm. it turned into like you follow this reading list, and like only only the X Men is any good, and the other yeah. comics are not well written. That's the problem. Right, with your the dialogue's weird. X Men universe in general is like, we're major crossover event. You gotta read all these titles and then they're all bad. <laughs> well, spring has sprung, and finally, the long dark days of the pandemic are over. The United States has returned to normalcy, by which I mean we've had another spree shooter. <laughs> Um, back in business, boys and woo! girls, and in those in between, it's great. That, that's how you know America's chugging along. Oh, yeah, we did uh, it. Everything's opening back up, there. including magazines of ammunition. Open fire, not much really to say on this one. He's turning, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a bad day, you know. What well, else can you say okay. about it? I like that, yeah. He had um, his. Oh, I also read this morning, or maybe it was after a little bit. Oh, one day, it doesn't matter today, I think. Um, that uh, he was very sexually confused, like he had a sexual addiction, but 
his religion didn't allow him to to have the sex. So yeah, he's um from that. a very regressive Southern Baptist upbringing. So yeah, he yeah. So you know, it's not his fault. Yeah, he's got terrible ideas about sex, and therefore that makes him have terrible ideas about women. And then, of course, women that are sex workers, that's basically they're doing the devil's work. So, yeah, so definitely not racist, though, because, you know, <laughs> why would there be a racist? Element? Yeah, not like the you know, culture in the United States has forced most people to confront the concept that Asian women are seen as sex objects. <laughs> Nothing strange about that. It's not like it's all intertwined with just regressive beliefs in the United States. Certainly not. But the problem is there's no way to solve it. That's not true. You know what you can do? <laughs> what? You start throwing shoes everywhere. You got to throw shoes at people. I mean, I guess I shouldn't joke I mean, about it, it. The, the I don't solution have, isn't I don't like, have the uh, answers. The problem is the solution so. isn't really easy to implement or short term. You know what I mean? It's like a long well, it's like you can, you can't le- reprogramming you can't, of the culture. Yeah, you, know? you can't legislate it away or anything. So who knows? It's yeah, you gotta we need better propaganda. I say it all the time on this podcast. It's all it is. We just need so we gotta change the culture completely and then get really good propaganda to convince everyone to believe it. And I mean, we need a strong daddy like Stalin. <laughs> or Mao. We need strong daddies. No, no, no. No, thank you. I'll pass. Strong daddies. They kill. They kill far too many people. Yeah, capitalism kills people every day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's dying all the time. Whatever. We start off this conversation by saying that dying was bad. And we're like, you know, uh, if a few people need to die. I mean, so some people aren't going to make it, you know? <laughs> Creepy. Probably true, but, you know. What's the reality of it? Some will have to face the wall. Like CEOs like and McDonald's and stuff. Well, I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, it was funny when Biden tripped going up the stairs, but it's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not even that good of a fall. It's like half of Gerald Ford. I think it, the funniest part is when he gets to the top of the stairs and salutes. It's just like, ah, yes, <laughs> I see on the cake. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's like supposed to do that or whatever. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it is just purely good comedy. <laughs> I love it. Um, and other news that was sort of funny and now certainly isn't is Army Hammer um, being investigated for like a violent rape and sexual assault. We talked about before, like, uh, you know, don't king shame people, but Army Hammer is kind of a different case because it's clearly about like power and shit. And so not shocking that he might also be uh, seems to be a rapist. Yeah, just ladies and fellows out there, if, if you find someone whose his kink is, is that into power, um, probably a problem. I mean, there's a lot of people that are doms that are, um, I mean, it's a pretty common kink, I think. But, um, you know, it's just, you gotta, I don't know, hope you trust your partner, talk things through, you know what I mean? <laughs> he just, he, he seems very predatory about everything is his problem, which, you know, I mean, that's a man in the United States. Wealthy, <laughs> he grew up in, man. where did he grow up in, like Kingston or, uh, some uh, Caribbean island, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, really, it's, it's the Arm and Hammer fortune. <laughs> it's not the Arm and Hammer fortune. Yeah, he is. He's the heir to Arm and Hammer. He's the Arm and the Hammer. That's why his name's Army Hammer. 
Um, that's it. Like, I'm out of things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't talk about anything. I brought up everything. Good podcast. We did it. No, no, um, no, did you no, see no. that everybody's all confused about the? I like the the two factions of uh, the Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. One that's like, hey, the racism, the anti or the racism bit was too obvious. And the other people are like, what racism? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything about it yet. I didn't even realize this show started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. It came out. Oh. Well, that was my big takeaway. Die quickly yeah. after. Uh, oh, you, you have you not seen the schedule? Literally, there's only a week between Marvel projects from here until eternity. What comes after this one? I think Loki. Oh, that sounds Loki lame. High <laughs> key lame, rather. <laughs> Good one. Uh. I don't like that dude that plays Loki. He just looks like a fucking landlord, British landlord. Tom Wilson? Yeah. He's got the, the rounded shoulders of an Englishman. <laughs> He's going to tear the roof off your house in the middle of winter. Yeah. That's hey, a very low key thing to do. Wait, no. I don't think so. Look, he doesn't. He didn't. He doesn't seem like an asshole in Norse mythology. He just uh, loves pranks. A little bit. He just loves pranks. That's all. Except for <laughs> who, doesn't love a, who doesn't love a good prank? One of his pranks was to attempt to kill uh, what Halder, that other god, who was impervious to everything except for like ivy. He tricked another god <laughs> into shooting him with an ivy arrow or something. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his. It was his brother. Or was it Thor? Thor. No, yeah. it was. You know, it was Halder's brother that he tricked into doing it that's why i remember but it's been a while since i remember reading yeah norse mythology i don't know that's a pretty good prank <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you'd love it if someone played that trick right here uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like oh man what a, that was a good one loki <laughs> people think jim from the office is mean <laughs> <laughs> i just think he's a cop <laughs> he is now damn cia bullshit. yeah yeah, the cia pulls a valuable role in society <laughs> protecting us from i don't fucking know like Yellow people, I guess. <laughs> the coloreds. I've been playing uh, Persona 4. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the games, but like you got to like, you know, go you're like to school. A, you're like a, you're, yeah, you're a school guy. Do jobs know. and, you know, build up your connection, your social links with other characters. But then sometimes you got to go into the, the TV dimension and rescue people and kill monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like the legitimate gameplay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I got you. I'm I'm enjoying it, but I get frustrated when I play it because uh, all this uh, legitimate gameplay is getting in the way of me doing the high school dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way more interested in just like ranking up my um, stats and like talking to my friends and shit. And like, you're running out of time to go into the TV and rescue this person. It's like I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be better. I want to get better at riding my scooter so I can go into town. Jeez. <laughs> There's cool stuff in town. There's a restaurant. I'm going to eat dim sum. Yep. Another problem is uh, same thing with uh, most Japanese RPGs and anime and stuff like that is um, you start off as just a fucking loser. I don't know. Why don't they make games about like cool guys? I don't want to role play as a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I had to level up my courage to be able to... Too close to real life, Kyle? Too close to real high school? No, I wanted to be a cool guy so I can roleplay me. (laughs) Because the thing that set me off is initially my courage stat wasn't high enough Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's not necessarily you're talking about a cool guy. You just want to roleplay as a wuss. Yeah, because I I had to level up my courage stat to be able to tell, like, one of my friends that she, like, looked cute that day. And it's like, never once in my life have been too scared to tell a girl who I know if she looks cute. You know what I mean? 
I was like, that's fucking, that's whack. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't role play cats like that. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'd be like, damn, girl, you ass looking fat today. <laughs> was, that a, was that on a dialogue option? PHAT? No, I wish. I wish the dialogue option is like, damn, I'm ready to risk it all for you, Chi. Mo- mochi? And she knows I'm serious because I'm ready to risk it all. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody knows. What uh, yeah. if you can make a, like a you're ready to risk it all? You're ready to risk it all. Come on. <laughs> so you're saying you just want to play like a high school simulator game? Yeah, I just want to like um. If uh, you can f- pick like a like a high school style like TV show or like you know like an IP that's in in school, uh-huh. make a game out of that you'd want to play. What would it be? Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's what I popped in my head, but there's yeah. no way in hell anybody. That should be no one's answer, unless well, it's the, the comic book Riverdale. Yeah, the um. To leap oh, off of Riverdale, um, since Riverdale is just like the shitty uh, high school drama version of Twin Peaks, I'd uh, do Twin Peaks, and then <laughs> the video game would be Riverdale, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, in Persona 4, you're trying to solve a murder mystery, too, which is an aspect I like. So basically, Twin Peaks, <laughs> Agent Cooper as a high school student. He's a recently transferred high school student instead. Of <laughs> it's a it's a FBI cool. agent. Yeah, no, it's alternate universe twin <laughs> Young Asian Cooper. He like you would not need to level up his courage stat. He would not be able to tell, be afraid to tell a girl that she looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> he'd tell all the girls they look cute, mm-hmm. and he'd constantly be drink, drinking coffee, eating donuts. Oh man, that's life. Yeah, David Lynch, he knows what it is. I'm trying to Famously think about my He said, I love beautiful naked women and uh, factories. <laughs> so I feel you, David Lynch. If <laughs> only a factory would produce beautiful naked women. Someday. Well, actually, there's, probably, there's factories in production now that make real dolls. Oh, he said beautiful, not horrifying. <laughs> they're definitely crossed in, they're in the uncanny valley. Yeah, <laughs> they've been in the Uncounted Valley for like 20 years. I've seen Lars and the Real Girl. Was that that is almost 20 years ago, huh? <clears throat> time flies, time flies. Tired of thinking about time, tired of thinking about life. That's why I've retreated into the Persona 4 world of <laughs> Japanese high school. <laughs> I'll get all, all the girls and boys to like me, and the mm. teachers. Wow. In Persona 5, when I played it, I never finished it because it's like hella long, but I think I'll go back and play it after I finish 4. Everyone says Persona 4 is, is the best one, right? Yeah, 4 or 5, depending on who you ask, but it's those two. There's like an older woman you can romance in Persona 5, but in Persona 4, they all seem to be age-appropriate, which is a problem. <laughs> I want to get you with a sexy Japanese mama, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I want to get with you. And your your sister? I want to get with you and your sister. Yeah, if they had like your name's Deborah. <laughs> yeah, I think your name is Deborah. I want to get with you and your sister. <laughs> I think her name is Deborah. That's a good Beck song. He's got like he's got like four. He's got quite a few. Yeah, only like only a couple albums are like back to back, like listenable in my opinion. But every album has at least like five or six good songs. I don't like when he gets too experimental with like funk or anything. <laughs> like, eh, <laughs> I don't know about that, Beck. <laughs> There's no, there shouldn't be banjos there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, you weto. Also, oh, yeah, he's a Scientologist. Um, no, he didn't he disavow it recently. I think he did in like, the last couple of years. Oh. 
his brother-in-law is Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> that creep. Mm-hmm. He's divorced now from uh, from Giovanni Ribisi's uh, wife or oh. sister. No, he's not <laughs> his sister wife. <laughs> is Giovanni Ribisi a creep? I thought he was just one of those people that takes acting too far. Is he also? Oh, that's well, that's kind of what I meant. But I guess in this oh. day, it's just not that creepy. Yeah, that's like. Uh, I mean, that's like for an actor, it's like, man, good for him, you know. (laughs) Um, that's like everyone now that the Snyder Cut came out, they're kind of like, uh, I guess maybe we were too harsh on Zack Snyder. He's just no, they they fucking were not too harsh on Zack Snyder. He makes garbage movies. Yeah, but it's not like he's a political operative, right? You know. Oh no, I don't give a shit about that. I'm just talking about his credentials. As I haven't seen the Just League, so it might it might be good, but. I mean, I'm not going to watch it. It's four hours, but... I'll watch it eventually. People who I'm drunk and have four hours to spare. But that's the thing people do now is they try to, like, mitigate or they try to... Yeah, it's like it's always one, all one thing or all the other thing. You know, yeah. there's, no, there's no nuance in any conversation at all. Well, now, even beyond nuance, I mean, they try to, like, mo- create a morality for sort of a political morality for things that are not that they're non-political but like did you when he Zack Snyder made 300 do you think he was really trying to push fascism or do you think he's just kind of a dumb guy that uh translated Frank Miller's work without like any uh thought <laughs> yeah no he's I don't think he was pushing fat I don't that yeah. movie was not he, <laughs> you can make it a, I don't think he's he's actively pushing fascism um, I mean, this is the same thing that happens with the Watchmen too, right? He just doesn't—he just doesn't interpret shit well. Yeah, he just doesn't. He, he's he doesn't dumb. think. He's kind of dumb. He doesn't understand things, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't—I don't know if he's a morally bad person. <laughs> he makes I, I bad movies, you know. It's such a weird Marvel DC like internet fanboy and like the just the culture of the internet these days. Yeah, you you, yeah, you, we are—we're determining Everything. a moral <laughs> argument for something that's just kind of bad. When in reality, there is a moral argument for why Marvel movies are bad, because it's completely destroying the film industry and it's military propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> They've definitely veered very heavily into military propaganda for Captain Marvel. We'll see how this. Uh, uh, I'm Falcon, sure Winter Captain Soldier, American Soldier, is, shit yeah, all the military shit. Eh, we'll see. It's already started out not great, but it seems like there's a swerve coming. I mean, even like Iron Man, right? So he gets blown up by his own bombs. So he's like, I'm going to stop making weapons of war for the U.S. government, but I will continue to work for that U.S. government that creates weapons of war. And I'll create, also commit extrajudicial murder in other countries. I'm a heroic. It's no one. I mean, fuck the Captain America. I don't know. Tony Stark doesn't come off well at all. In any movie really until he dies i'm just talking about the um but i understand your your overall point yeah like marvel not that i don't even know if they're actively know what they're moralizing it's just that that's how it all comes across when you look at it is like this is just dumb mainstream american propaganda shit. Mm-hmm. well right like, because yeah, it seems, and the, the, a lot of the captain america shit he's just he's in other countries doing like weird covert op shit yeah but they're very that's american, how the what it's very american though he's captain yeah. america <laughs> True to the name. Except for he's not supposed to be Captain CIA, god damn it. <laughs> That's uh it's Captain CIA and the uh, Winter Soldier. I, I don't care anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you do care. It's been very I, clear. Uh, well, I do care that like there's there's not they're eating up a lot of air. 
yeah, they're taking up a lot of space with very little artistic merit, which I mean, same problem I have with like video games, really. Um, and then the money that goes into it and the like they're complicit video games especially are complicit in uh destroying the environment and stuff so it's like well uh you know what i mean it's like how much are you willing to risk for like shitty entertainment you know everything kyle clearly but you know whatever there's no ethical consumption or capitalism i'm totally part of it too whatever it's just you know, just thoughts I have. Not to say I'm morally right or wrong about anything, because who knows, right? Trying to move away from dogmatic thought, but not um, me. I'm moving straight into it. But it's some things, be weird dogma. <laughs> some things make me worried. What else makes you worried? Um, the, the 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 black hole nature of capitalism with regards to cultures and subcultures. I was thinking about in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, like how like queer culture was so confrontational because they had to be obviously right because they were forcibly outcast but there was part of it that was like it's really proud and confrontational and beautiful and avant-garde and like pushing the limits and a lot of it was like all right fuck your mainstream society we're gonna do our own thing and then eventually it was like like nowadays it's not they were the queer culture was assimilated by capitalism you know what i mean they they had to make concessions. That's what happens with every yeah. subculture that gets any kind of popularity or any kind of... I know, about it. but it's just like... That's kind of a bummer, right? My thing is it just seems like everything gets... Because uh, it's not like mainstream culture got better about accepting queer culture. It's just that a lot of queer culture got erased to become a, con- a viable consumers, I guess. I don't know. How to, it's I don't know. It's capitalism destroys everything. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my big worry, at least, at least as far as like media and uh, consumption and art goes, um, uh, is this. And this doesn't necessarily Marvel specific, but mm-hmm. uh, it seems like a problem in every sector of the industry. You know what I mean? From movies to to books, all sort of media. Yeah. yeah, is that it? Just seems like there's this huge stagnation. Like no one's really coming up with any new. You know, I mean, any new ideas? I don't necessarily mean like ideas, but just like new IPs, new. It seems like everybody's just kind of retreading the same thought process, and no one's really interested in exploring beyond that. Yeah, we're like at a weird. Hopefully, it's like a crossroads or like a sea change or something, but it seems more like we're at a dead end as far as like arts and culture goes, and it's probably because there's a. No funding for the arts. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's ever since like, since the well, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Maybe not on this podcast. Probably on the on the, the movie. More like the, the yeah. yeah movie. But one. just the the New Deal and the effect that had on the arts, and even World War Two to a certain extent, um, because they were pouring a bunch of money into that shit. Mm-hmm. And how since then it's just slowly been stripped away. Well, yeah, my concern with that, too, is so I've talked about how I've been watching Korean shit, right? And the mm-hmm. Korean entertainment industry is so, like, corporately controlled, right? Like, every avenue of entertainment in Korea, like, you're going to be a comedian, you're going to be an actor, blah, blah, blah. You're contracted with some studio. So the same shit that happens is the K-pop idols. Yeah, it's like a 360 rap contract. So everything, right? And it's for like every avenue of entertainment in Korea. 
so it's all corporately controlled meaning from a very young age you're um i don't know almost brainwashed i mean this happens in every culture i'm not speci- i'm what i'm specifying is the direct pipeline of corporate control of all of culture and media in korea it seems like the united states is sort of ad hoc there as well like we're at that point sort of through i don't know laissez-faire but I guess it's we're beyond the pale anyways, but what if it does become so corporately controlled that it's there's no really dissenting art made at all, I guess is my concern. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I I, was, I think that that's then be again a you'll be a lot of uh we only gotta, will be locked out of some of the higher cost productions like movies and T V shows. Well that's kinda already the case, right? For movies. Yeah, well, for least. a lot. I mean, you've mentioned Video before, games for sure. Video games don't really represent anybody, so yeah. I mean, yeah, like indie games are a little bit different, but like making a game that's gonna reach the same audiences that larger video games do and have it be any type of controversial is that's off the table. That's just not gonna happen. Death Stranding, that's as controversial as a video game is gonna get. Um, that's about it. <laughs> and then, uh, Kyle, movies. there was a, a girl with a penis in Cyberpunk 2077. Or does she identify as a man? I don't, I don't know. know. I play the games. So I don't know, know if she only appeared. In I don't think she actually had. Yeah, I don't know if they. So I don't know if they well. they they didn't pat it, really write the character well enough to uh, determine what they assume what their gender was. <clears throat> I've said before, I don't particularly. I'm not particularly upset about Cyberpunk 2077 depicting overly sexualized marketing like that because. Like I said before about queer That's culture, what, I mean that will happen in the future. You know I mean? That will but happen, yeah. It's I just, just don't think yeah. they um, actually addressed it. They just used it as window dressing. But I mean, what's I, that's the problem with a lot of like fantasy these days, though, is like the, the world building for the sake of world building, right? <laughs> oh, believe me. And it's just kind of like, well, that fucking sucks. <laughs> so yeah, I understand why people are offended about it um, about it, like i don't know nothing really offends me most of the time you know well you're a relatively straight white man yeah i mean I, yeah i don't have very many burdens i have the real white man's burden which is alcoholism <laughs> that's a human burden <laughs> yeah isn't that yeah but <laughs> in the shining right jack yeah, Thomas, yeah, yeah. white man's burden, burden. <laughs> Back in the old days, we used to have the church, <laughs> which is another way of saying, oh, man, I, fuck, I wish, you know, the opening of Departed. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson monologue. <laughs> Back in the old days. Back in we, the old days. Yeah, he yeah, says, I don't know the monologue of Hanson. Yeah. He says the N-word for no reason. <laughs> well, he's an old guy yeah. from, from Boston. Bastion. Bastion. Right? Yeah, <laughs> back in the old days, the old days, the bad days, the all or nothing days. Uh, 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 this has been way too serious of a podcast. Let's talk about some fun shit. All right, what do you got? Um, rather than watching four hour Snyder Cut, I recommend all listeners if you want to watch a four hour movie, you should watch uh, Shion Sono's Love Exposure, much better movie. I haven't even seen the Snyder Cut. I haven't even seen the Whedon version of Justice League, but I guarantee Love Exposure is a better movie. <laughs> Ridiculous, Kyle. You can't guarantee it. 
Uh-huh. It's, this it starts off with the boy who's got a job where he takes panty shots, panty pictures, sneaky panty pictures. And That's then, a job? Well, I mean, he, he's freelance. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a real, he's a real Peter Parker character. Yeah. yeah, but then he gets in with a girl, an all-girl gang, the tough, toughest psychopath girl ever. And it's just the weird, weirdest, most wild ride through Japan. It's four hours? It's like three and a half, yeah. All right. You've seen it before, sort of. I used Did to watch I? it. I've watched. Oh, I probably I've watched seen it. it. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot in high school, or maybe in high school, or like early after high school. I still probably would have seen it then. It's not like we we lived together until I was like twenty two. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is like maybe you didn't sit down. Oh, even after it, that, but, yeah. technically a little bit, because you know, like you technically didn't live with us when Stephanie lived with us, but you were there all the time. Yeah, love exposure. Check it out. It's a good movie. Check out all of Shion Sono's movies. I haven't watched them all, but they're all the ones I've seen are good. So therefore, they're all good. All of them are good. Everyone knows if you make a couple good ones, you don't make any bad ones. Just mm-hmm. look at John Carpenter. Yeah, exactly. Ghost of Mars, love it. <laughs> love it. Escape from LA. I saw John Carpenter said he really wants to work with uh, Kurt again. Kurt Russell? Yep. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. But John Carpenter also just hasn't made movies in forever. Wouldn't it be crazy if he came back with the new Kurt Russell movie and it was like one of the best Carpenter movies of all time? <laughs> like Mad- well, Remember when Mad Max Fury Road came out and it was like, holy shit. This old man could direct. Yeah, what if Carpenter did it? What would his, uh, it wouldn't be a sequel, obviously, right? He wouldn't do I it. wanted to make that one screenplay that never got made about like the escaped uh, army um, oh yeah, experiment we that guys, the, so uh, that it descend on a town, uh-huh. small town. That kind of, would, I mean, part of part of it was utilized in Planet Terror, sort of. But I want to see John Carpenter make that movie. <sighs> I think you should do Escape from Hoboken. No, I don't want him to do a sequel. Why? Mad Max is a sequel, sort of. Yeah, but like that's George Miller's bread and butter. He basically just never was able. He never had a, enough money to make. The Mad Max film of his dreams. Road Road Warrior came pretty close, but then he decided to make Road Warrior 2. (laughs) Sort of similar plot contrivances. I mean, all of Mad Max movies aren't that that dissimilar, really. Yeah. Here he is. He's back. He's going to help some people. He's got he's got a car and a gun. Someone's going to... He's not going to talk very much. He doesn't talk very much. I remember when Fury Road came out, all the nerds on the internet were like, man, all the girls have more lines than him. This is dumb. This isn't Mad Max. Yeah, it is. Fucking Mad Max doesn't talk, fool. I don't know. You haven't watched the other movies, did you? You fucking lose. Beyond Thunderdome is definitely his most talkative movie. Uh Uh-huh. And it's also his worst. So, yeah. How about that? Well, the first Road Warrior isn't great. It's it's all right. It's got Toe Cutter. (laughs) (laughs) Which this guy who played Toe Cutter plays a Morton Joe, too. Rest in peace, by the way. Oh, he died. Yeah, no, I don't pay attention to that shit. Yeah, I just I see random bits and blurbs about B movie actors all the time on Twitter because I follow like Fangoria and you know all the nerdy like horror movies and shit stuff. Ishpena, Do you have any crypto news for us today? I forgot to get something, but you know what? Let's take a look at my uh, news source and we'll find a good one. <laughs> I'll read you some of the headlines and we'll see which one we want to read about. All right. So that's Sean's choice. Today. Mm-hmm. The weird alien encounter at the Isla de Lobos lighthouse. Mm. 
uh, British Roswell or something far more mundane. That's uh, that's gonna be disappointing. Wow, way to fucking bore me. Lightning strikes may have started life on Earth. That one sounds too sciencey. Magic ring causes a big problem and possible death in Ghana. Ooh, Lord of the Rings, huh? Uh, uh, he didn't cause him to be dead. Oh, well, maybe the Nazgul came for him, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, clever Hans, the Wonder Horse, who could do math and other amazing things. Oh, that's one of those trick horses. Never mind. Keep going. You like I know Mr. The Ed, they do peanut butter or <laughs> fishing <laughs> line or whatever. No, it was fishing line. It was yeah, they just that. peanut butter was way nicer. Around. Uh, when the U.S. government quietly watched watched a man who said he met aliens. Oh, I think we talked about this one before. The guy that did out projection or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, Japanese prime minister won't live in haunted official residence. Uh, I'm gonna. If Let's you, do that you, one. Hold on. We're, we're on Japanese some. kick today. So. Let me read a few more, but that one sounds pretty good. Uh, one side of the earth is rapidly getting colder than the other side. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, might be true because what I was reading the other day is the Gulf Stream is dramatically slowing down. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh oh. The, the Europe. The bizarre life of the half ape Julia Pastrana. That sounds problematic. Sexy. Pro- sexily problematic. Uh, George Adamski, how the FBI kept a close watch on the legendary contactee. This is more alien shit. Oh, I started to watch that phenomenon documentary. Do you hear about that? No, what's that? Uh, is it alien say, shit? Yeah, it's alien shit. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, you know, they got, like, a former government officials on there talking about alien shit. They even got Harry Reid up there. Is it, like, a pretty good documentary, or is it one of those, like, alien documentaries where they spent about $50,000 on it, and it's all... The, the guy doing the narration is, uh, it's like the Google reader. <laughs> no, no, no. It's better than that. It's like a well-produced documentary. Okay. What's it I'm on? on? I can't. What? Is it on like Netflix or what? I mean, I don't, I don't, I think I had to get it through methods <coughs> similar oh. to Johnny Depp mm-hmm. and Captain Hook. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, <laughs> astronomers explain how to search for Stone Age aliens. Man, I missed a lot of a lot of good stories this week. <laughs> I'll have to go through this later. Let's talk about the Japanese prime minister who will not live in the haunted official residence. Before we get into to that, I got to mention that uh, I caught my son watching uh, Bleach this week, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> As a 12 year old boy, he only wanted reads or uh, watches the worst anime. Those are like the popular ones. With kids his age, though, right? Um, what was the other, the ninja one? Naruto. Uh, yeah, Naruto, Naruto, Naruto Bleach. Bleach, and uh, One Piece. Oh, yeah. One, isn't One Piece having a million episodes now? Yeah. I know Detective Conan just passed a thousand. Well, Detective Conan's been on and off for like ever, though. I think. One Piece has been on for a long time, too. I'm not like sure appreciate good, good anime. But I guess uh, who, who mm-hmm. am I to complain? I've been reading X Men on and off all week. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, he can watch uh, Demon Hunter. That's a pretty good anime. You show it to him. It's got really good animation for uh, like a regular anime TV show. Does it? This is it about hunting demons. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> sure is. No, it's actually about a romance. Nice <laughs> uh, let's see what other good animes are there on Netflix. You show them some Gundam. They got Gundam on there. There's a Gundam. There's a Gundam. There's a Gundam. No, more of the more recent stuff and the, some of the older stuff. No, no re- recent stuff. I haven't seen the recent stuff. I assume it's garbage. I'm an old man, Kyle. I like what I used to watch. When he gets older, you have to show him Devil Man Crybaby, the best anime series of all time. 
devil man probably he has to wait though because right it's got um giant breasts that turn into demon monsters and uh violence and sex and all sorts of stuff so he's yeah, gonna probably get a little bit older <laughs> say about know. 13 14 <laughs> <laughs> if you <laughs> it's something that i would have watched when i was about 10 or 11 so you would have been older than that when you watched it. You were like 14. <laughs> do the math. Though. I remember roughly. What, Devilman Crybaby? Yeah, you did not watch that when you were 10. No, because it came out like two years ago. But I watched. <laughs> no, no, fucking... I mean, you didn't watch anything like that when you were 10. Though. I watched fucking Ninja Scroll when I was 11. No. Yeah. I, I was like 13 or 14. Oh, I guess you might have been. Yeah, 11. I was like 11 or 12 watching Ninja Scroll. There were no rules for what we could watch. All right. Yoshihide Su- Suga. Suga does not want to live in the official prime minister's residence in Japan. In fact, several Japanese heads of state have refused to live there. Known as Sori Kote, the residence looks beautiful from the out from the outside. So why is it sat vacant for several years? Oops. Located in Tokyo's Nagatacho district, the 5,183 square meter building was built back in 1929 and was initially used as the prime minister's office before turning into their official residence. Although only seven leaders have lived there throughout the years. Seven. Ooh, spookums. Suga's decision to remain in his apartment has raised questions among several people, such as former Prime Minister Yoshihiko Noda, who was Prime Minister from 2011 to 2012. He asked, what would happen if there was an earthquake directly beneath Tokyo? The traffic would probably be impassable and would take more than 20 minutes, but to walk from the Prime Minister's residence to the office would take zero minutes. While there should be many reasons as to why nobody wants to live there, it is... Man, the writing on this website sucks. <laughs> After this to you, every time... You it is it. rumored to be quite haunted, which would be a good enough reason to avoid the property. Uh, take a little, small break here. Um, I'm um, ignoring my uh, diet, my, my calorie cut today, so I can eat whatever I want. What sort of bad food do you think I should eat tonight? Should I eat pizza? Should I get a bunch of burritos? Ooh, what are you? Where are you getting burritos from? Probably like fucking Los Feliz or Filibertos. Oh. Los Feliz more likely because you get if you get chorizo, Filibertos is way too greasy. Oh, I don't like Filibertos chorizo. I only really get steak rancheros from Filibertos. Otherwise, you know, uh, rancheros huevos. No, 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 the steak ranchero. Oh, rancheros huevos. I kind of want to eat fish though, which is not bad for you. I'll have to eat fish later. <laughs> you can get a Popeye's fish filet sandwich. Popeye's got fish. Yeah, they got fish. I didn't know Love that. That fish, Popeye's. I always just get spicy tenders. Nom 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 nom. And then a dry ass biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they just biscuits so dry? They're not as bad as they used to be, to be honest. But like, I don't know. This is a recipe. Um. So this residence has a very dark and bloody history, if you can imagine. Japan, surprising. Yeah. 11 naval officers were involved in an attempted military coup when then-Prime Minister Suyoshi Inukai was shot and killed in 1932, known as the May 15th incident. Guess what that led to? Um, I don't know. Good stuff for Japan? <laughs> Good stuff for everybody. Oh. Then in 1936, there was another attempted military coup when five men, including the brother-in-law of then-Prime Minister Kasuke Okada... There's just so many fucking assassinations in Japan leading up to World War II. It's crazy. That's the fuck, that's Japanese culture. Don't you ever <laughs> disregard it. <laughs> they love to assassinate. <laughs> We're shot and killed. This was called the February 26th incident. My favorite uh, Japanese history is, of course... 
Om Shinrikyo. The cult that the, the, uh, the, the sarin the gas, sarin gas cult, yeah. yeah. That's anyone listening, no, no sex, no it. masturbation, only drink milk. <laughs> yeah, go read about the cult. It's um, I mean, it's it's nothing to laugh about, but if you watched the anime, <laughs> here we are, yeah. But the, the, I mean, it's just the leader. Um, they had made an anime about it, <laughs> like, like, while. <laughs> I don't know. Just go read about it. And Shoko Asahara is what a fucking. <laughs> what the fuck wasn't it like onions and milk was her diet or some shit? It was just some crazy fucking. Well, yeah. So it, like all cults, it started off. Um, it started off pretty great, you know. Well, yeah, it started stuff. off as just kind of like um, like this cult, uh, Buddhist yoga uh, diet, you know, just like kind of like a wellness sort of center. But Shoko Asahara being like most cult leaders, just fucking talented shaman slash grifter of people, you know, eventually got to the point, yeah, where, like, people weren't allowed to sleep. They were only eating, like, raw cabbage. No one was allowed to have sex or masturbate. And initially, it was, like, some of the rituals that he recommended to his students were based in sex. Like, they were using sex magic of sorts, but then... Then he got all the sex magic. Yeah, then he was like, no, now only I can have sex, and I will be having sex with all of your wives. So not it's kind of standard cult stuff. It doesn't deviate too much from the cult narrative, but just some of the ancillary things about Shoko Asahara and the cult are comical as an outsider to the event. Um, I mean, they even... How they bumbled the sarin gas attack is kind of like... It could be in a Coen Brothers movie, and uh, obviously it's great that they bumbled it because it would have been completely devastating if they didn't. But yeah, it still wasn't great. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, the best thing is that at one point in the late '80s, early '90s, when uh, Shoko Asahara uh, was kind of known to be a cult leader, but not exactly. There was an anime about how awesome he was. <laughs> so check it out. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, back to other Japanese stuff. As for the paranormal activity, Hiromi Murakami, who is a political science professor at Temple University, Tokyo, stated that... Do you think that's affiliated with Temple University in the United States? Oh, 100%. Wild. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, stated that he heard stories of the residents being haunted, but the fact that it's so huge is probably the main reason. I've also heard that the residence is not a very comfortable place to be in. <laughs> Japanese people are used to... <laughs> is it haunted or is it just drafty? Well, he, he follows up to say Japanese people are used to small and compact homes, so to suddenly be asked to move into a huge place like that would feel quite strange. That is uh, probably a more likely reason than the reports of ghosts. Yes, it might just be because it's like all dark and windy and makes noise and shit. I'm glad that the at first the quote about oh, Japanese people are used to small and compact homes. I'm glad that was a quote from uh, the professor at the Temple, a Japanese man, because at first I thought it was uh, the person <laughs> who wrote the article saying it, and I was like, huh, <laughs> treading some strange territory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with Japanese culture, but honor and small homes are a big part of it. Uh, former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe lived in the residence during his first term from 2006 to 2007, but when he was re-elected again in 2012, he refused to move back in, which makes you wonder what is going on there. Wow, what amazing writing. I almost Shinzo. want to hit you for reading it. 
I mean, what's going on there? We, the only way we can find out is to ask Shinzo Abe. <laughs> Not enough nationalism. As a matter of fact, uh, an inquiry was submitted during his time as PM by an opposition MP asking if Abe wasn't moving into the residence because he's afraid of ghosts. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not moving because you're afraid of ghosts? You fucking Scooby-Doo loser. <laughs> what are you, Shaggy? Huh? No, you want fucking Jabberjaw, huh? Don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to submit an official inquiry to find out why the Prime Minister is such a pussy. <laughs> Uh, the inquiry read in part, there are rumors that the official residence is haunted by ghosts related to the February 26th incident and other affairs. Are they true? Oh, he was just trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, yeah, government said they were not aware of the ghost stories and claimed that Abe didn't want to live in the, in the residence because it was too big. During a television interview, Abe stated that the ghostly rumors were nothing more than urban folklore, but it said that he heard that former Prime Minister Yoshihiro Mori saw part of a ghost. <laughs> which part <laughs> he saw part of a ghost holy shit man he just saw a slow floating spectral phallic <laughs> penis staring yeah. straight at him <laughs> it winked with his one eye <laughs> hey hey miss promise that's me that's ghost. Me. look at my me. dick Look, look at my, my dick. Tinky. You look at my dick. You like my dick. Haha, <laughs> turns out I'm a 12 year old boy. You're a pedophile. What's <laughs> <laughs> the pedophile hunting goes? <laughs> it's a uh, sad dude who used to do the pedo catcher. Was <laughs> Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Yeah. Yeah, it was Chris Can Hansen. Can you care to sit down, Mr. Robert? Mr. Robert, take a seat, Mr. Robert. Uh, I'm a ghost. This is my ghost penis. <clears throat> uh, however, during a dinner at the residence with executives from the Liberal Democratic Party, the LDP. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly right-wing fascists, all of them. Um, it's Japan, so most parties are center-right, similar to the United States. Uh, he was heard saying, why don't we live here together? I'm frightened. And I do not feel like living here because there are ghosts. Ooh, Shinzo Abe's a liar. <laughs> I feel like living here because they're ghosts. Several people have reported seeing apparitions of military men men near the garden. Even former Prime Minister, Prime Minister Sutomi Uhada's wife. No, Yasuku that's just Hada. like the Japanese military's uh, look into necromancy. I was told that there are many people clad in military uniform in the garden. Hmm. Perhaps the paranormal team should go in and investigate the residence, and then we'll all know whether or not the place is haunted. Yeah, I'm sure some ragtag uh, Japanese ghost uh, paranormal team can definitely get uh, permission to go investigate the prime minister's residence. I know. I think we should send the crackest team from America. You know those fucking doofuses that are always tripping over each other? (laughs) Ghost centers, send them. Fucking send the ghost (laughs) busters. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they do it anymore. Man, I wouldn't if I was already a Rotorua guy. That, we talked about this on the other podcast. So that's <laughs> a prestige that, that's job. A job. Oh yeah, man, that's a prestige working class job. No, I don't have time to hunt for ghosts. I'm out here stacking the fat sacks of cash. I'm out here rooting roots. <laughs> yeah. So that story's, I guess it's cool, but there's uh, no evidence, and no, they didn't even have any like spooky anecdotes. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah like no one's like uh, blowing wind in someone's uh, ear or any of that shit or no, tipping over just, glasses. Uh, yeah, we saw some uh, some military men in the, the garden. Yeah, over there. 
They got all their dicks out. It was really weird. <laughs> oh, it's my ghost dick. Look at our ghost dicks. It's oh. all of us. Do you think I should um, learn Japanese or Korean? I don't know. Who do you want to? Didn't you want to bed Taeyon? Taeyon, yeah. Yeah, what's it? Well, Korean? no, I don't. I, I'm that. Don't reduce her to sexual. No, no, I'm reducing you. Carl. Oh, <laughs> but she's the goddess. I want to marry her and worship her. Then you should probably learn Korean. I mean, sometimes like learning Japanese might actually be an insult. Yeah, sometimes when she's uh, in the mood, I will, we will have communion. But uh, otherwise, <laughs> Taeyang. Uh. <laughs> otherwise, I only masturbate with her permission. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm gonna. Have, she'll get me one of those uh, celibacy cages for my dick. Oh my! What? <laughs> Terrible. My only concern about it, honestly, is like you just get pee all over it, or what? <laughs> that's your only concern? Yeah, that's my only concern. I like to have my balls locked up tight. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I, I rarely wear underwear these days. Yeah, no, I don't ever do it. Wear underwear. I like fucking, fucking let my nuts hang. They're, they're getting old. Got to keep them cool. <clears throat> have you ever sat on your nuts? Um, I mean, yeah. but ugh. Well, one time, so I haven't, but one time some dude at work who sat by me at one of my jobs like sat down and was like, oh, I was like, I think he meant like it got a little bit under the thigh or something. <laughs> no, like he straight up like sat on. I was like, what the fuck? Man? I, so that, I think that's something to look forward to when you get all the nuts. <laughs> I don't think you look forward to that. <laughs> oh, actually, sat on my nuts. I want my, my, my nuts to hang very high so that it's impossible to, to sit on them. I'm gonna get collagen injections. Uh, is that what people are doing these days? In my nuts, man, getting smooth. That's a Dave Chappelle joke. Smooth yeah. as eggs. <laughs> uh, so excuse me, man. Do you want to suck these balls? <laughs> I was like oh, these balls, man. Dave Chappelle, man. The Chappelle show. What a defining cultural moment for our generation. Remember our nephew when he was like four or five? You sing, got some pee pee, got some poop, <laughs> poop. <laughs> got some wee wee. Got some doo doo. That's how that's that's how uh, um, important Dave Chappelle was to the culture at the time. Even four or five year olds knew his work. <laughs> Dave Chappelle hated it. He got sick of uh, five year olds running up to him going, "I'm Rick James, bitch!" <laughs> Slap him across the face. Yeah, you <laughs> I'd get pretty upset about that too. Oh fuck me too. That's like Eddie Murphy saying he changed his laugh because he got tired of like people mimicking it to him. <laughs> his <laughs> brother. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever watch the sequel to Coming to America? Coming number two, America. No, I haven't watched it yet. I keep feeling it's out. I heard it was okay. Well, I don't it? think I don't think I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> no. Nah, I just uh, I can tell you right now what happens. It's uh, it's not Eddie Murphy's kid. It's Arsenio Cal's kid from when he was gallivanting around pretending he was um, uh, the Eddie prince. Murphy. Yeah, I can't remember, why can't um, I remember the prince's name? Uh, prince Hakeem. Hakeem, thank you. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I just uh, I coming to America is already a great film. I don't know why there need to be a sequel. I'm happy that Eddie Murphy's getting work. And Arsenio Hall, especially. <laughs> but uh, I'm still having interest in it. I'd rather just watch the original one where I know um, the jokes are good. So I know all, well, like, I the, know back all of my head. the jokes. <laughs> I don't laugh anymore. I just go, ah, I just get little, <laughs> ah. little drops of uh, dopamine from the nostalgia every five minutes. <laughs> oh, how <Good> comforting. <laughs> do you do, uh, I read that they're making a uh, Ace Ventura 3. 
Old rubber face himself. Uh, it's written through, by right? the Sonic the Hedgehog writers, if I'm oh. not mistaken. I kind of want to watch the first Ace Ventura. I haven't seen that movie in a long ass time. Even with its blatant transphobia. Yeah, it was a different time back then. Different time. Mm-hmm. People different didn't, didn't even know about Antonina Johnson's yet. <laughs> Changed the world. Mm-hmm. One day I'll grow up to be a beautiful woman. And she did. Now she goes, her stage name is Anoni and makes sort of different music. It's a, it's a hard to make really that different of music when your voice sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got more electronically dance elements to it, but it's still, you know, just in, it's, it's a, it's Anthony so. or Anoni. I'm not sure what she, her, her name is now. It's really bland. It's Becky. Oh, I guess Anoni is just what she goes by. Oh, fuck me. I would have gone with Becky. I if you were gonna, yeah. If you if you were um trans, oh, what name would if you I was use? Gonna, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. Something fun though, right? Yeah. Well, I would like, but not like not like the not, not too like, crazy because I you don't want to sound like a stripper, but well, yeah, I wouldn't want to be like well, I'm changing my name to Elvira as much as I would want to. Oh like, yeah, this is already El- Elvira. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it would I would want to like pay homage to some of my favorite like um avant-garde like female or trans figures but then it's like you can't just steal someone's name i don't know i feel mm. like you gotta put some thought in that one <laughs> it's not a decision i can make in 30 seconds quit, no. quit pressuring me you son of a bitch I've, I've back in the day there was a lot of really good like transgender icons that had cool names like candy darling yeah but i guess that's how, nowadays though, the people just think you're like a drag queen right because like that's kind of like what drag queens name now is they're just kind of like puns. So if you're gonna be trans, if you were trans, you'd want to have a name that like just a just a regular ass name. I don't know if I'd want to have a regular ass name though. Oh, you know what? Because I want you know what I would want to throw it in people's faces. <laughs> 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 the, just because that's my personality is to be like confrontational about stuff. But hmm, I don't know. There's, an, <laughs> there's a name kind of like that in um. The Terry Pratchett novels I like, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd want. I'd want to do something original, so it'd be hard to just copy something from a book. Yeah, I'd probably do Taeyeon. <laughs> <laughs> Way to culture appropriate. <laughs> the name I was thinking of was Adora Bell Deerheart. Adora Bell, that's pretty good. Bell means beauty. What? In Would what you language? Want to have an Irish name? Oh, you could be yeah. Siobhan. That's kind of like Sean. Eh. Siobhan. Nah. Roisin, I thought Roisin's like my favorite Irish girl's name. Maybe it'd be Roisin. Oh, it's be Maggie. No, that's boring. You gotta, <laughs> gotta go deep for the ones that people won't be able to spell. You'd be Quiva. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Quiva. <laughs> it sounds too suggestive. <laughs> hey, that's an Irish name for you. <laughs> no, spell it. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. There's no Q. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. That's right, Quiva. 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 I think. Oh yeah, she's a Quiva. I'd be Roisin, and then the that way the um, rubber bandits would have a song about me too. Like (laughs) Roisin, I want to fight your father. That song. That song is dope. You should check it out. Rubber bandits. I can't remember the song's called Roisin or I want to fight your father, but (laughs) they have a um version that's in irish Oz version 
Um, but I think the original version is better because I can understand the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes important. Mm-hmm. Well, we figured it out. I would be Roshin. <laughs> mean machine? Yeah, that's what they call me. They'd have to because I'd be fucking a colossal bitch. They'd call me mean machine. <laughs> Both in size and in personality. <laughs> that's right. I wouldn't stop lifting weights. Oh my god, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make me tight, tight. Well, um, what else you got? Um, that's it. That's all I got. Um, that's it. It's been about an hour. We did it. <laughs> we filled out a podcast. Uh, my thoughts on on the new run X Men. Um, eh, okay, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's a nice setup, I guess. I don't know where really where it's going. The the oh, they did uh, do. You were right about that. Gene Wolverine. Yeah, they're all banging each other, right? Yeah, it just seems like a weird setup because wasn't the whole impetus of the Gene Wolverine Cyclops thing that it was like a little ill-requited love, especially the beginning. Like Wolverine was more infatuated with Gene than in love with her. And Jean I don't know. It depends on who was writing the story, I guess. Yeah, but I mean like, the overall. So it just yeah. seems weird for Gene to be like, "Yeah, now I'm banging both of them," but uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> She likes the variety. She likes the variety of dicks. <laughs> Can't hold it against her. Also, it seems like Cyclops is still getting action on the side from the White Queen. So yeah, know, everybody, everybody's hanging around. Everyone's getting dicked down. You know what it is? I think what it is is uh, Cyclops is just good on the bush. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Treats it right. I, I find that hard to believe. I just fucking hate Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wolverine's good on the bush. Maybe. Uh, maybe. He's I actually can't he's imagine. Got, why, he's got some why, problems of mine. Yeah, Wolverine kind of seems like one of those guys that would be like, oh, you pussy. Uh, you know, give you cancer. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> seems like a real John F. Kennedy to me where he's like, yeah, yeah I need it like three times a day, but when I'm done, I'm done. Get yeah, off me. It's 10 seconds and <laughs> no foreplay. Yeah, that does seem like a Wolverine guy. He's got a lot of business to take care of. That might apply to Cyclops, too, because he's... um. He's not uh, a real tender he's, lover. He's like, like a politician. Like, so like he would look like a Peter Rescue. Oh, you, you know who's really good on the bush for sure? Gambit. Oh, that Cajun <laughs> That's right. He's talking that he's talking that shit on the bush. Think about no, how no, much no, your no. tongue's flicking around right now. That's right. No, it's Colossus. That's just the tender arms of, of that, that beautiful man. The beefy Russian boy. What uh P- Piotr, right? Piotr. Piotr Piotras Piotras First I like I fix your house. The <laughs> early, said I uh, find my sister. I like comic book shit where like uh they're like, all right, let's have this guy be Russian. What Russian names do we know? Fucking Rasputin, man. Put that on <laughs> Rasputin, man, we know. Uh, what about a uh, German Wagner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made the, the fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's close to Vonnegut. I like Vonnegut. <laughs> well, no, Wagner made the yeah, Viking so. plays, man. <laughs> and then what was Sunfire's name? Is it a uh, oh. <laughs> fictional um. superhero Sunfire? His real name is. Well, we already talked about what Cannonball's last name is Guthrie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just they're paying homage. Oh, it's uh, Yoshida Shiro or Shiro Yoshida. I guess it's not too bad. I don't know though. Maybe that is like a very like Wagner or Rasputin name in Japan. <laughs> and Storm, let's call her Aurora. That's pretty good though. I like Storm. She might be my favorite um, X Men character. Favorite X Men character? Mine's Gambit, obviously. We've talked about Gambit a lot. I think Gambit's cool shit. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favorite kind of obscure uh, X Men? Obscure X Men? Um, yeah. I mean, we're, talk- we're talking all so much X Men all of a sudden. 
so down in the deep uh maggot i thought maggot was cool uh, i think he's in a he was in a issue recently i haven't gotten that far i like some of the weird guys like chamber from generation x the guy that like <laughs> his face is blown off uh i always thought dazzler was pretty cool oh yeah i love dazzler well marrow is cool and then uh we talked about it last week or maybe on the other podcast like uh I don't think we recorded that part. Oh, I know a bunch about like X Force and X Factors. So like some of the X Force guys are cool. Cannonball, obviously. Sunspot, Richter, Multiple Man, Multiple Man, cool. Uh, well, you know, keep your eyes on the skies. Look out for them UFOs. They're coming. And that uh, that's all I got. We're about wrapping oh, no, up for the uh, VHS Cult. More news from nowhere. See you next week to talk more about. Things we thought about. Talk about go to vhscult.com, KVLT. Check out both of our podcasts. The other one is going to go on a hiatus. I think it's kind of like going to be a summer break while I get my uh, life back together. Or, but yeah, just think, you know, enjoy your summer. Like, run right in your yearbook. Like, just imagine VHS <laughs> Cult. Have a great summer. <laughs> <Have> a great <laughs> summer. <laughs> uh, but they're both pretty good probably the best podcasts i've ever heard so you should listen to them both and rate and review them give them five stars ten stars tell your girlfriend about them um tell her girlfriend about them tell your friends I, I, i've heard that's big with the kids now tell them mm-hmm. tell her boyfriend about them you know yeah like the x-men yeah you know, mm, you don't want to be the Wolverine in that relationship, though. Come on, you really, you know, it's just like a pity. Like Gene's not really into it. Just like, ugh, in the interest of keeping peace. Yeah, because he's not. He doesn't take care of the tush, like we said. <laughs> doesn't take care of anything. That's right. He's he's a one minute man. One. <laughs> and he's a Canadian. He's small as shit. And he's so hairy. Smells oh. like cigars. Oh, disgusting. Why would anyone want to fuck him? Now I Wolverine is just like not attractive. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, when she she could be it could man, you know, there's like a six foot one red haired Cajun walking around that she could be and he's good on the bush, I heard. Yeah, but you know, then you is he still hanging out with Rogue? That might piss her off. And you really want to piss off Rogue? No, nah, that's uh, Gambit and Rogue are the hottest couple in Marvel Universe, anyways. The hottest couple. What about mm-hmm. Sue and, and Reed? Ugh, what no <laughs> reed doesn't even have sex anymore oh, he's, oh my god he does he tried it once no he he's, to... he's got like 18 kids no he's uh the the he was accurately parodied on uh venture brothers <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what reed richards would be like <laughs> okay goodbye listen to the podcast rate and review them tell your dad tell roshin's dad i'm gonna fight him all that shit. I thought you were a machine. I'm gonna fight my own dad. <laughs> That's what every young young boy aspires to. Is to fight his own dad. <laughs> or oh, I'm gonna fucking break their legs right now. I don't have a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna kneecap them. That way they'll learn to never come at me. Every day, every step that they take, they'll feel pain in their knees and know not to ever fight their dad. Just cold.